and welcome to my xbox and me episode 163 i am one of your hosts mc fixer i tell you what if someone calls me mc fixer one more time i'm gonna destroy them that kind of funny community i'm gonna get them i'm telling you i'm gonna get them i'm one of your hosts mc fixer alongside gatorades get hype moments uh, uh mc fixer jesus slow by mike how are you sir jeez i'm mc fixer now I'm, call me mc I'm, fixer I'm just, like, gee, I'm just like introducing myself twice what the hell i'm i'm not gonna like i'm bunged up my head is a bit yeah uh and i've I'm, i've got the i've got the winter cold i'm not gonna lie i'm, I'm sick Haley got me sick so i'm a bit i'm a bit worse for wear this week if i'm honest with you but the show must go on. The show must go on, as we the say. The show must go on. Are you sure it's not the Resident Evil plague? You might be turning into a zombie in front of us. I know you're, you know, Resident Evil in it up. Look, all right, so let's talk about it real quickly. So for those who, Patreon supporters are the ones that really get shafted this week. Because, so I'm, I'm out there. Monday, playing Resident Evil. I'm doing my thing, finishing up Resident Evil Zero. For those who don't know, uh, I'm playing through every single Resident Evil game in canon order uh, over on twitch.tv slash mcfixer, leading up to, obviously, the big one, which is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, so I'm out there. I'm having a fun time. I'm doing my thing. And then there's this guy called Snowbite Mike. Pops in my chat. And I go to myself, oh, shit, Snowbite Mike's here. Yeah, that's great. Da -da -da -da. And then instantly... I was like, oh no, I messed up. Why is Snowbite Mike awake? It's five o'clock in the morning out there in the wintry snows. I'm like, no. And then I knew as soon as that, as soon as he was like, so are we not podcasting today? I'm like, I'm so sorry, Mike. I'm so sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I no, swear. No big deal at all. Fix. I got some extra Z's. So, you know, today <laughs> yes. I'm coming at you with some energy. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I apologize, but yeah. So I've been playing through Resident Evil, as you know. Uh, we'll talk about that when what's in the box. But you, what's been up with you? What's new out there in the uh, Snowbound Mike world? Oh my gosh! You know, winter is in full effect. We're gearing up for the holidays. Really, the holidays will kick off for me and my team out here on Saturday, right. all the way through January fifth, sixth, or seventh, I believe. And we're gonna gear up and have a lot of fun. Uh, I've been offered another awesome MC gig, so I will MC New Year's Ooh. Eve here. In Lake nice. Tahoe, so you can either catch me at the Heavenly Tahoe. Village, or I'll be over at Mont Blue Casino and Resort. So that one will be a fun one. That's going to be more adult themed, nice. and then the one down in the village will be more family oriented with a 9 p.m. roll call to get on that East Coast time. All the little younglings can go back to bed. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have oh, a busy yeah. night, New Year's Eve, and of course I'm with Fix. Yeah. I had my Xbox in review for the year. Yes. I'm feeling good. I'm yeah. on top of my game right now. So I don't, I don't remember all my stats, but I think mine was for time played. I had two percent. For hours played, I was in the sorry in the top two percent. Uh, it was top two, top one, top two. So, so whatever order it is, have you got yours there by any chance? I, I have mine. Oh, nice. I took photos and a video oh, of wow. all mine, you so I know in. what's going on. Okay, so how how was yours looking? All right, so I have top 1% of gamer score. Okay, yeah. So I'm now yeah. I, I don't know what this means because I looked at my buddy when we went to the movies last night. I was like, hey, I'm in the top 1%. And he's like, do you think that means of your community and friends? Or do you think that really means the whole wide world? I would and so now that's a tough one. That's a tough one to think about. Yeah, I'd assume it would be the top 1% in the whole of Xbox, that's how I've always taken it. Of the top one percent okay. of the whole of Xbox, could totally be wrong. I mean, I could totally, and I could just be boosting my own ego because I'm in the top one percent as well. But, exactly, I'll take that gold but, medal then. Yeah, that's right. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure to be honest with you. 
All right, so top 1% of gamer score. Yep. I've had my Xbox since Xbox 360 back mm -hmm. in 2004, yeah. so my gamer score should be through the roof. Yeah. Uh, you had enough uh, enough played time, so my hours are top 4% of hours played in the entire world. What were you at on that one? Top two, I believe. Okay, I that's shocked. big, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was... I think it's like... I can't, oh, do you know what? Let me all right, keep talking, Mike. I'm gonna try and find. Keep Mike. talking, okay? So number case. three, then yeah. you've earned enough achievements to put yourself in the top one percent of achievements earned. Mm -hmm. What did you feel like on yourself? Did you have any mindset on that one? So I remember, like for me, yeah, I haven't done, I haven't been an achievement, achievement whore, and achievement hunting for a long, 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 long time, because I just I fell out of it. It was one of those ones where I did love it, I enjoyed it, and then. I stopped. It was just one of those things that I just stopped. I'm in. I'm. I'm trying to find. It. I'm pretty sure I'm top one percent now. I think that's just because the volume of games that I play, uh, though. Literally, exactly. It's, fixed. it's just I play so many games, so I'm popping achievements left, right, and center. Um, which obviously I like. It's nice, but I don't care. There's people out there that gamer score. They achievement hunt hard. Like you're. You're not really into achievements, are you? No, no, Fix, you and I are the exact same. I think it's because of the volume of all the games that yeah. I play. I bet you if you really look, the games that I do play, I'm probably only, you know, 10% is pretty light, but I bet you I'm in that 10 to 30% range of, like, those early achievements. Yeah. Anything past that, you can tell I'm not putting in the work to go get a 1,000, you know, drag me in Assassin's Creed yeah. or kill thousands of bounty hunters. I'm probably in that 10 to 30% of like, here's the early trophies or early achievements. Yeah. You got them. Good for you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, moving on comes down to the hours you put in. So I put in a whopping 826 hours total mm. with 455 of those hours being PUBG gameplay, play, 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 play. Joe, why does that not surprise me at all? With I oh did, my gosh. I am. Uh, okay, here we go. I'm going up. So it's, I'm in the top 1% of gamer score. Uh, I played enough time to be in the top 2%, which worked out to be a thousand plus hours. Sweet. Um, most of them being in Rainbow Six Siege, which I believe was over oh, 500 yep. hours in it. Which that doesn't surprise nice. me at all. Which no, not all for me. No, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. It, 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 I remember it breaking it down. It was like shooters was like everything. If you because you had your list of like your top games of what they were. Like yes. it was like shooters. Uh, there was like action games, RPGs. I think it was like five percent this year. And I was like, wow, I must okay, have more than that. And I was like, nope. And I was like, Ugh. you know when you know when like deep down inside you're like. I play everything. I'm so I'm I'm a guy that I try and play everything. Du, 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 du. And it's all bullshit. And it's all lies. I don't try and play <laughs> everything. I've learned that I am totally one hundred percent a shooter fan, which I didn't even realise I was. It just it's so weird after playing uh, after doing the year in review, Xbox year in review, and but oh wow. Yeah, one thousand and forty five hours. Is what I did. Not bad year. fix. Nice. I mean, to I be love fair, that. I should do that. I was, I'm, this year, this year I was full time. If I didn't do that, I, what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> I was telling my buddy that as well. I'm like, I'm over here with all these hours. She's like, I think that's your community, Mike. Like, mm. there's got to be people playing more games than you. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, I'm putting in five to six hours a night yeah, on the Xbox. Yeah. Like, I gotta be up there. 
And so my breakdown, like you said, I have 495 hours in shooters, 219 in action adventure, 73 in sports games, which I'm happy for, yeah. 23 in strategy hours, and 10 in platforming. And I think I get those strategy hours because I love the Sims, yeah. uh, City Skylines, yeah. and I'm a big fan of Halo Wars too. God, so yeah. those were big ones for me, I believe. Yeah, I got. I'm trying to get up now. You have to redo it again to get all your stats up. So then, oh, of I'm, course. Okay, so yeah, I've got 500 hours in shooters. I've got uh, 324 hours in action adventures games. 189 hours in sports. 21 hours in strategy, and seven, seven hours, Mike, in RPGs. Ooh. What the hell? I must have done more than that. Uh, my most played game was Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, coming in at the top. Number two was uh, PUBG. Number three okay. was FIFA 18. Number four, oh, Assassin's wow. Creed Odyssey. And number five, uh, Fortnite. So that makes sense. That's interesting. That makes yeah, sense okay, I like that. That's yeah. interesting your Fortnite is so low because mine goes PUBG as expected. Mm -hmm. Fortnite behind that at mm -hmm. 92. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, which we've been putting in work on. Yep. Halo Master Chief Collection, which I love near and dear. Okay. And then uh, Sea of Thieves comes uh -huh. in fifth place. Yeah, I mean, I must have. I put like two days into that so that would have been nothing for me yeah i mean this year that makes a lot of sense if i'm honest with you PUBG, i remember playing a ton of when that dropped on xbox uh fifa we we're doing fifa friday so that makes sense why that happened assassin's creed odyssey could be arguably we'll find that uh next week or the week after we still got to figure out what we're doing about next week's episode um uh could be my game of the year and fortnite i have this love-hate relationship with which is i love to hate on it because it's one of those games where I was like, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. And then I started playing it, and I loved it. And then I hated it, I hated it, I hated it. Then I started playing it again, and I loved it. It's one of those games that I'm super, super love and hate on it. So, yeah, it's just, it's a hard one. It's a hard one to, to really do. But, yeah, uh, 1,045 hours, uh, total hours. Multiplayer games, 631 hours. And solo hours of uh, gameplay was 414 hours. So... I thought it would have been a higher split, if I'm honest. I thought I played way more multiplayer games this year than I actually did. So, interesting. It, it was interesting. On my side, it was very multiplayer heavy. Mm. Probably like 90% to 10%. Oh, I was surprised. Yeah. I thought I had put in some work on some single-player games. Yeah. But then when you break it down, like Halo Wars 2 is technically multiplayer. When yeah. I'm playing Master Chief, I'm playing Call of Duty, PUBG all the time. Like, all these are multiplayer games yeah. that you might think, like, Oh, Master Chief, I'm just kind of hanging out. But, man, it's so much fun. And they give you a cool snow globe at the end that you can yeah. show off to all your friends. Nice little touch there. And that's one I've never got to participate in years past. I've uh, seen PlayStation do it. Yeah. I've never really seen Xbox promote it like they have this year where I'm in that Twitterverse of, like, everybody sending it out. It's never felt like this high of a presence. So I was super happy to do it. It was really cool. Really fun and can't wait for next year. Yeah, no, last year's one was really fun as well, to be fair. I remember last year's one and people sharing it in the My Xbox and Me Facebook group, which everyone should do this year. If you've done your uh, year in review, go post it in the My Xbox and Me Facebook group. I'd love to compare stats with people. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I am surprised on some things. I am surprised on some things. But it's been a great year for Xbox if we really look at it. What this does show me, though, uh, obviously, like I say, Rainbow Six, PUBG, FIFA, Assassin's Creed, Fortnite. The on, I suppose you could make an argument console exclusive PUBG because only just coming out on PlayStation. No top quality exclusive games that I played this year uh, for mm -hmm. a long period of time, which is a bit of a shame. 
if we're being honest, is there was nothing that really... The Sea of Thieves didn't get me. State of Decay didn't get me. Forza Horizon 4 didn't get me. Um, I'm missing... Uh, what am I missing from the first party side of things? I don't think anything. I think that was pretty much it, right? From first party? Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty interesting take on that fix. You know, I, I it's tough for me. Like, when we talk about this, and we always kind of talk about either side, mm -hmm. when I jump over and think about PlayStation, yes, they've had some great exclusives, yeah. but a lot of those are kind of that single-player narrative-driven storytelling where it's like you're going to play that, let's just say, 8 to 20-hour campaign, and then you're out of it. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's tough for me to be like, oh, man, I bet you on PlayStation I had a lot more exclusive gameplay. In reality, it's probably like, you know, I probably spent 20 hours with God of War and I was done. Yeah. As opposed to where it's PUBG or, you know, Call of Duty. These are all, everybody's got them. And I'm playing that because there's the community, there's the gameplay and the multiplayer. So I, I, I would be wowed if you could tell me a PlayStation game where you spent exclusive amount of hours on that would be like, oh man, that's crazy. You no, know? Yeah, you're 100% right. You hit the nail on the head there. PlayStation had the more robust exclusives uh i'm sorry the more robust storytelling uh, exclusives obviously with spider-man god of war uh what else did i play detroit become human those type of games this year but you're right i played them i finished them i'm done and i'm back out and i'm back on my xbox and i'm back playing all of these multiplayer games so you're 100 percent right you're 100 percent right um yeah, that's uh, let's just get into the intro, I guess. Damn. Uh, if you're show early, head over to patreon.com slash mcfixer. Uh, tons of goodies over there. We're revamping a few little bits right now uh, for our big year, because obviously our our anniversary, MC Fixer's anniversary, me, uh, is January 1st. That's when I launched three years ago now? Two, three years ago? We'll figure that out. Uh, so I'm working on a video for you guys and some other bits and bobs. So that that's happening. So go over there if you want to keep supporting. Patreon.com slash MCFixer. Uh, go to the YouTube channels. YouTube.com slash SnowbikeMike. YouTube.com slash MCFixer. And YouTube.com slash MyXboxAndMe. Uh, me, Mike, and Amy all had a meeting this week. Or last week, I should say. Um, about some things that we're going to be working on and some more discussions. So yeah. We're still on the lookout for writers as content creators and video people hosts and video producers at the moment so if you are someone that wants to get in the industry someone wants to build up a portfolio of work uh, please email in my xbox and me podcast at gmail.com you need a portfolio of work to show us that you know you can do it and then we'll take it from there uh, also find us on itunes Sakai, google play and spotify and we go live every friday for those services mike let's get into what's been in your box what you've been playing this week Woo, we got three big titles coming to your Xbox Game Pass. One of them, we're not going to count, but it's part of Winter Arcade. So I got a lot of fun games like that. Let's kick it off. You and I, I'm sure. Ashen, yeah. have you played Ashen? Yeah, All right, played, let's jump into that. Yeah, so I played Ashen for about an hour. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so my, my biggest problem with Ashen uh, was I was it was the, the Dark Souls co-op. That's how it was sold to me, was it was a Dark Souls-like game, uh, very hard, very beautiful art style, but the good thing about this game was it was going to be co-op, fully co-op, uh, easy to get in, no problems. From the hour that I played, it wasn't that. Uh, it was Dark Souls-like, it was beautiful, um, there's a story there that I didn't pay much of attention to, but me and Crash were trying to play it together, so we got into each other's game, no problem, but it does that weird thing where you disappear when you go into the campsites, or you go into certain uh, zones, Okay. and uh -huh. I disliked that altogether, because then it's a constant, 
what what mission have you set what mission have you taken oh what are you doing oh what are you doing oh where are you oh i'm killing people but i'm standing exactly where you are because he's watching on my stream and it just didn't work for me and i said to crush at the time i said why do these games struggle so much to have decent co-op because ashen to me dark souls ashen bloodborne those type of games obviously bloodborne being a playstation exclusive but you understand what i'm saying and those type of games for me are quite fun because they're challenging games um with good story with great gameplay ashen's gameplay fun a ton of fun don't get me wrong but i 100 want to play those games co-op with somebody so we're both screaming we're both shouting we're both enjoying taking down these enemies and these bosses we're gonna die a lot we're gonna get angry at each other that's the whole point that's the fun of it but the co-op of these games never seem to just work what happened to the good old days where you just seem i invite snowbite mike to a game and he's there and that's it done no problem but no, that's not what we get in this game, unfortunately. It's a weird thing where you both have to put in the same numbers and then you sort of magically appear in the game. But then, like I say, if you go into the um, into certain zones, that then the, the second plan then disappears again. I just want a Borderlands experience with this. Drop in, drop out, and go. That, But unfortunately, that's not what I've got. Have you played much of it? Yeah, so I've probably played about six to seven nice. hours worth. I've played it exclusively solo. Okay. And so I'm a big fan of it. I think you really touched on every part that I was going to touch on. So to start off, it is beautiful. Mm. It is just like Dark Souls with the duck, dodge, roll, yep. power attack, light attack. Really got to be man uh, managing your health bar, yeah. managing your extra resources to regain health or and or endurance. And I got to tell you, Fix, I love the world. I love the setting. It's nice to have something like this on Xbox, especially with Games Pass, yeah. where I can jump in, beat them up, die a couple times, get frustrated, leave. Yeah. Now, like you just talked about, I have played all of my Dark Skulls exclusively co-op. I have oh, a buddy yeah. who's totally into it. Nice. He carries me through everything. Nice. So it makes the experience fun. Yeah. We share moments together. That's everything I want. Yeah. So I'm a little bit different than you because I've already gone through three to four with Bloodborne experiences where it's like, okay, where are you, Sean? Yeah. Oh, I'm five levels ahead of you. That means you have to do X, Y, and Z by yourself. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'll do that. And so I already know that kind of like pick and pull. We're going to meet here. Yeah. Oh, we can't meet there. Okay, now I'm yeah. gone. You got to come back and get me. So I'm used to that. I haven't played co-op in Ashen yet. I'm very excited. I want to, yeah. but maybe I'll come at it with a different mindset because I already know that kind of Dark Souls of like, hey, if you're 10 levels ahead of me and four missions ahead of me, we're not going to see each other for a while. I understand that, but I agree. I would love to see. I think it's got to be due to some sort of level scaling or something like that where it's like, Fix is level two. I'm level eight. They got to understand if I come to fix his world, just you nerf go, me. You, go you know what that. I mean? Just yeah, nerf me. Exactly. It's I, right. That's, yeah, that's like my biggest problem with these type of games of like, I, I remember I played, Dark, I've tried Dark Souls before. Like I said, I love the gameplay. I love the premise of these games, but I'm not very good at video games anyway. And there are some nerdy ass people out there, like Greedy is. He loves these games. I know for a fact, if I was like, Greedy is, I need you to play Dark Souls with me. He would be like, let's go. I'm carrying you through. I'm doing this. I know what I'm doing. Fix do this. Fix do that. Buh, 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 buh. But I also know, which is what you just said, is, well, yeah, you've got to get to this point, and then you need... I remember in Bloodborne, it was like you needed a certain lamp, and you, had to, you only got so many of them. And I was like, no, 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 no. Not for me. Not for me. That is not the experience 
I want. I want a co-op drop-in, drop-out system. And I, that was sort of what... I, I don't know if it was sold to me, but it was definitely the experience I was expecting to get with Ashen. And unfortunately, it didn't. So that was where I was just like, I get it. I understand it. Not for me, unfortunately. Well, before we go, I have two yeah, quick questions please. about that. When Crash did load into your uh -huh. world, was he his own character? Like, let's say, like yes. in, in Bloodborne or in Dark Souls, I come in with my gear, my cool, my cold swords and stuff, right? Got ya. Yeah. Did um, he come in like that? Well, so we we both started exactly the same time. So okay, he, so we were both, both the same similar. level. We were both so yeah. He did have his. He was mm. his own character, but I believe so. Okay. See, but, I think the easiest part to make that co-op experience. Let me just take over the blonde guy, the Johnny Depp-looking guy with the mustache. You know what I mean? He's already running around with you. Yeah. He's an NPC. But then the only downfall is that it's like, now when I come in to fix his world, I don't get the experience. I don't get my gear, leveling up, whatever. But that might make for an easier, you know, co-op co experience of like, let me just jump in and be that NPC and we'll run around together. It doesn't matter. Because then we can at least go with it. That's exactly. what I want. That was literally what I was expecting was either Crash would have got a benefit for jumping in my game, whether it was money or his weapons went into a special box or whatever the case may be. And then they can scale the weapons to whatever level he's already at or something like that, where it's just a case of you've already got a, a uh, computer player there. Let me control that character so I can come in the camp and I can do everything exactly like so I can go into my menu system, everything at the same time. And it just, yeah, it just didn't have that, which, which is a shame. Maybe I didn't give it as much of a chance as I should have. An hour is pretty much nothing in that game. Uh, that's pretty much tutorial sense of things. But it was just a case of after the hour, we were both a bit just like, nah, I'm good. So, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I, I definitely tell you, keep going with it. It's a lot of fun. I love it. Uh, game number two for me, I'm sure you might have checked it out. It's going to be on your Xbox Game Pass again. Just released Below. Ah. So have you played any Below yet? So I played Below at EGX Reese. Okay, sweet. A year ago um, when it was like being rumored that it was coming, it was coming, it was coming. And I was like, okay, cool. Played it, enjoyed what I played then. I've got it downloaded, just haven't had a chance to play it because um, okay. I've been playing other things, unfortunately. But you've played it. What do you think? Uh, I played it for two hours and I'm totally lost. Got so it. I think it's beautiful. Uh -huh. I think the cool art design is out of this world. I think the sound design in the game truly captures you from the drippy drippies in the cave to the ocean yeah. to the outside with the lightning and stuff. I think that's so cool. But the only issue with a game like this for me is I literally have nowhere to no idea where to go. Got it on, reminds yeah. me of the original Dark Souls where it would put you in a world and be like, okay, good luck, right. just go somewhere. Yeah. And that's what I liked about Ashen was like, at least you saw parts on the map where you needed to go, which 100%. I was like, yeah, that's what I want. And now below, of course, it's its own game. But here I am, it's like, where am I supposed to go? I'm going up to the left. I'm going to the right. I'm going up on top of a giant cliffside. And there's literally nothing for me to get involved with. And I'm so lost. And so I made it through level two, I guess is what they call it. It's a, essentially the first dungeon plus some. Now I'm on the backside of the whole map over by some ocean. And I literally have no idea where to go. Mm. So that's my only downfall of like, give me a little bit of help. I understand if you're not going to teach me the game mechanics, you're not going to tell me how to duck, dodge, yeah. roll, sword swipe, but at least be like, hey, maybe you should go this way or go left. Like yeah. I was so lost. It was frustrating. And so I only put about two hours in there. I was like, guess what? I'm moving on, folks. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. I'll be able to come back next week and give 
Um, hopefully give all the week after, whenever it is, we'll see. Um, and give uh, some thoughts on the game. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I hate games like that. That I get the whole, so go and explore. But me, you know, after I've been stuck for an hour and I don't know what the hell I'm doing, you need to just give me a cursor. There needs to be an option for that sort of thing, which is just like, you go this way. Cool. And then you can go away again now, Marco, and I can figure it out, and I'm doing the explore, and I'm stuck again. It's like, okay, you go this way. Do you know what I mean? It still ushers you along a little bit. I know some people are like, well, fix it, you're just dumb, and I'm like, yes, I am. But that's the point. I'm dumb, so it needs to be, they need to dumb down the experience for me for me to have fun with it. So I totally can relate. It's happened to me in many yeah. games beforehand, so I got you. But definitely cool looking, definitely fun to play, but yeah, frustrating. And it reminds me, you know, Lorecroft Shadow of the Tomb Raider this year had a great system in place where you could crank up some of those helpful hints yeah. and you'd really know what you're supposed to do. That's all I'm asking for. Turn them off. I'll yeah. turn them back on like Fix said. Uh, and then moving on to my final game. I touched on it last week that I got the code. This week I've spent so many hours in yeah. it. I am totally enraptured of Subnautica Fix. Nice. I love it so much. Now, before I just gush all about it, have you played it at all? I haven't. No, I've not played it. I've seen oh, it, my gosh. Fix, let me tell you what. This game <laughs> is awesome, right? Wow. So you're some sort of Martian space crash-landed NASA pilot. You land on an, uh, an alien planet, and you're stuck in a giant ocean. Everything is underwater. Underwater. It's like a survival resource management base-building game, and it is so beautiful. I mean, the moment you dive in, there's caves, there's caverns, there's giant fish, there's small fish, you're mining materials. It is everything under the sea, quite literally, and it is so much fun. It's so cool to see the different alien life forms that are either trying to kill you or just swimming past you. It's cool to, like, build a new life suit. It's build to go cool, build a raft. It's yeah. over there. Now I'm building fins for my life suit. Oh, my gosh. I can't stop playing it, and I'm only getting further in-depth, so now... My last point I stopped on was a special NASA spaceship was going to come and save me. Okay. I had 34 minutes just to swim around. And so I went down to the deepest part I've ever been. It's like 150 meters under the sea. And I've got about 90 seconds on my oxygen tank. Yeah. So I can swim all the way down there, touch the floor, see these giant centipede looking sea monsters swim past me, try to eat me. And then I got to swim all the way back. And it is so cool, my guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So what's that? the actual objective of the game, though? Like, what is it you're actually doing? So the objective of the game is literally to survive. So there's two. There's three modes that you can jump into. Peaceful mode like Minecraft where really nothing's happening. You don't have to worry about resource yeah. management. You don't have to worry about hunger and thirst. There's a normal mode that I'm currently playing where they take everything or everything's still in there, but they take out the hunger management and the and the uh, dehydration okay. management, cool. which oh, is yeah. great. So now it's just become like base building, yeah. following a couple small objectives like, hey, there's one team that crash potted over to your right like a thousand meters. Go swim over there, see what their crash pod yeah. looks like. Oh, these guys are going to come save you. Wait the 30 minutes and let's see who it is. So I'm waiting to see that. And then there's the hardest difficulty where you have to balance food and dehydration food management, which is well. like, okay, you're drinking water, you're eating, what kind of stuff are you building? So it's definitely got that resource survival management type gameplay there. Uh -huh. And then on top of that, they have small objectives. Like I said, like I've had two crash pods now who are like, hey, come save me. And when you get there, of course, like a giant sea monster is eating yeah. everybody in there. You find their dad and then you go back. You're alone 
the whole time. There's literally nobody here but you. You'll get a radio message probably once an hour at the most. Oh, yeah. But it's really just you, the water. You look at your giant building log and you're like, okay, cool. I want to build a bigger oxygen tank. I need to go find X, Y, and Z. Go I'll ahead. go swim over there, hopefully find them. Mm, okay. Fair enough. It's cool. And it ties into it ties into our first store. Not like we're going to go too fast into that, but yeah. it is also free on the Epic's Game Store. So if you're a PC player, uh, hey, Mike's got a free game for you. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out then then. Um, yeah, uh, for me, uh, what have I been playing? I, I've played, so like I said, I'm doing the full Resident Evil rundown right now. So I'm playing, I've play, just finished Resident Evil Zero. Um, I bought, I bought, shout out to Tom Bock. Snowbite Mike's uh, uh, co-host on Snowbite Mike's podcast. Mike, plug it, what is it? Uh, the Game Time Podcast, once a week. You can find that on YouTube.com slash Snowbike Mike. Yeah, so shout out to Tom Bock. So this guy, I follow him on Twitter. He follows me, I followed him back. I'm like, yo. This guy. And he buys a load of game guides, right? So I'm scrolling through. I'm doing my thing on my uh, on one of my local sites, my game sites on Facebook group page. And I see seven Resident Evil guides for Sal. And I my eyes light up. I'm like, what? And it's all the original. So it's Zero, Remake 1, 2, which was the one I wanted because 2 is my favorite game of all time. 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. And, oh, Kovronica and 6. And I was like, huh. I wonder how much. She went £100. I was like, I'm not paying £100 for books. It's not happening. I am not that rich. I was like, I'll give you £10 a piece, £70 for seven. And she's like, all right, cool. And I was like, and she was like, that. I was like, including postage? She was like, yeah. And I was like, yo, I just got myself a deal. So we've got every single um, mainland numbered game, apart from X, which is called Veronica, um, strategy guide so what we're doing is me and Hayley are sort of playing them together me and Hayley play these games every year Resident Evil is my favourite franchise of all time but we're actually doing it on camera this time with a strategy guide so instead of having to get up a, a YouTube walkthrough because I don't remember where the heart key is or whatever we literally got the guide Hayley's sitting on sitting next to me and reading through the guidebook of like you need this this is your inventory items this is what's going to come blah, 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 blah. we've really played these games before so we know what's going on but we did zero so I finished that now um probably my my best speed run it's not really a speed run but it's my best run uh did it about eight hours i think it took us those games can be beaten in under an hour it's ridiculous but for me it, that was pretty good so i was very happy um so we finished zero enjoyed doing that one we've now moved on to remake one so people have been asking what am i gonna do am i gonna stream uh og one on the ps1 or not we've decided to skip og one and go straight to remake one so um on the xbox one x so that's why i'm talking about it and then Ooh, next one yeah. resident evil 3 on the ps1 then we go to resident evil 2 it's a whole thing but that's all i've been doing that's all i'm going to be doing for the next two weeks so good luck about hearing anything about xbox i'll be honest with you <laughs> oh i love it fix you know i jumped into your chat yeah. yesterday morning and there it was just like you said it's you and Haley. she's got the book she's reading it to you i'm looking at it like what's going on here she's like mm. oh you need this many bullets yeah. fix yeah. and you're like what's happening yeah it looked at, like a so great time i'll tell you cool. just a quick one at the end of resident evil zero there's this boss fight where you have to the games the game's done sort of like brothers where like you get to control two characters through uh, a majority part of the whole game, Resident Evil Zero, which is the first time they ever did this in the series, and the only time, thankfully. Um, it's a ton of fun, but it does get a little bit frustrating. But, so the end boss, Rebecca, uh, one of your main characters, has to unlock these four locks, and your job is to protect her against this big boss. We literally had 
literally enough ammo to destroy this boss. So, and I couldn't afford to miss a single bullet. I didn't miss a single bullet, ran out of ammo. So I literally ran at the monster with my character and was like, just look at me, look at me, please. Don't go near her. Just look as he's running towards her. She literally unlocks the lock just in time before she gets attacked and we finish the game. And I was like, oh my God. We had a couple of moments where I completely raged. I'm not going to lie. I got super angry. Um, a liquor killed me. A liquor that in the book, the, the book just said literally, don't don't attack this liquor. Um, the hunter, sorry. Um, just run past it and just run straight, and you'll be fine. Did that, died. So I had to go back about. It was probably worked out about forty-five minutes to half an hour's worth of work oh. again, because that's how the Resident Evil games go. If you don't save it. It just wipes out. We were considered doing a no save run as well. We were going to do it. And I was like, oh. if that would have happened then and there, oh my God, I might have broke something. But I didn't. So we're taking a little PlayStation snapped in oh, half. Dude, it would have been crazy. Yeah, playing on Xbox One X, the, the remake on, on my new TV as well. And I'm like, oh man, this looks nice. Man, this is nice and big. And it's just a ton of fun. A ton of, ton oh, of fun. Awesome, so I'm very happy. Very, very, very happy. So, yeah, that's what's been in our box this week. Let's get into the topic of the show. Topic of the show this week is uh, Epic Games announces free cross-play uh, cross platform online service for developers. Um, this one come out of nowhere, if we're being honest, which is Epic Games announced today that it will be offering cross-play game services uh, originally built for Fortnite to all developers for free. Uh, announced through the Unreal Engine website, these services have been battle-tested by players across several platforms, PC, Mac, iOS, Android, PS4, and Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And in the roadmap posted, the services will be free for all developers and are open to all engines. That's the key part here. Um, excuse me. Platforms and stores and developers can choose and mix and match solutions from Epic and others as they desire. The launch will begin with the Unity engine and Unity integrations will start with a core set of features that will grow over the course of 2019. Crossplay logins, friends, preferences and profiles and uh, elements are coming between Q2 between Q2 and Q3 2019 to PC and other platforms throughout the year. This will provide the core functionality for uh, persistent recognizing players across multiple sessions and devices identifying friends and managing free and paid item elements there's a ton more coming in q3 we've got the voice communications uh, and between that you've got the uh, cross-play party matchmaking between q3 and q4 in 2019 and the achievement systems and trophy systems between q3 and 2019 so to break this down in layman's terms and for people who don't understand what the hell i just said because there was a lot of gobbledygook group there epic has come up with a system that works uh where you can play obviously fortnite with anything they are now giving that away for free which i don't understand I, d I generally don't understand it which the only way i can see the reason they're doing this is because they want to be good guy epic which is a case of we already make all this money off fortnite we're not struggling we don't need to nickel and dime anybody anymore at this current moment um which is sort of my whole motto in my whole life when i've got it you can have it and when i haven't got it you can't have it simple as um that's how i've always been in my life if i've got money my friends have got money when i ain't got no money my friends ain't got no money that's just that's just the way it is at the end of the day and i think that's like a large portion of the gaming audience as well um but yeah with this is a case of this can be applied literally across the board to anybody and will give uh indie devs triple a devs double a devs 
um the uh, uh the, the features i guess would it be the 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 code or whatever it is i'm not a game dev so i don't actually know um a way to put crossplay in literally any of their games that they want to so i can see something happening with this mike i really can i can see indie devs and double a devs are going to jump on this like nobody's business like everyone is the day are going to jump on this heavily i think we already know the bethesda and people like that they could have done this a long time ago this isn't something that they they couldn't have done they just haven't been able to do it due to certain companies not wanting to play nice i predict that nintendo playstation mobile uh sorry nintendo playstation uh no nintendo xbox and uh mobile and pc by the end of 2019 will be a normal functionality that they all play nice together and playstation will be like hell no I think they buckled with Fortnite, but there's no chance on earth that they're going to do it with Rocket League and any other game that it arcs, I've evolved, uh, Minecraft, duh, 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 insert game here, FIFA, whatever it is, I think they're going to be like, nah, 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 we're good. Fortnite was just one thing, but the rest of these devs, no chance. What do you think? Where'd you come down a little? Fix, like you said, that is a lot going on mm. in that statement, in that press release, a news article right there. Uh, some of the things I take away, of course, like you said, Fix, that is the growing future. That's what we're heading yes. towards is this one ecosystem. Of course, you can play on any console of your dream. But guess what? You can play with all your friends yeah. across the multiple ecosystems. That means matchmaking is going to be that much better because there's that much more of a popul uh, population. And that's what we want. Yes. But when I read this one, this one really says to me, Fix, I'm in my mindset of like, we are epic. We figured out just like Blizzard had us in the past of like, you're going to create an Epic account. Mm -hmm. That means that Epic account can be linked with your PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox, where now we can have the cross-platform cross play because we learned that in the early session of like, PlayStation kids couldn't link their account with the Nintendo Switch yeah. or vice versa, and we couldn't have that. They figured out that they have to have their own platform, yeah. meaning the Epic service. Yep. you got to have your own login credentials so we can play under the big umbrella instead of being divided. So what I see this as is more like, hey, if you come to our Epic game platform service that we're going to try to compete against with Steam, God, yeah. your game will be now part of the Epic platform, just like the Blizzard when you log in with Blizzard or uh -huh. EA Origins. And this, if you're in with us, we're already going to have that kid's profile hooked up to his Xbox, Switch, and PlayStation that will make one step easier to play cross-platform once everybody opens the floodgates. So I don't think it's like, hey, guaranteed, but I think it's like, hey, this is how you get one step closer. We've already you know, battle-proven yeah. this to happen. And now when those floodgates do open, Xbox and Nintendo Switch will probably be the first ones, like you said, with yeah. mobile. It's like, guess what? That kid, A, Tommy, already has his Epic account. He owns your game, whatever you want to call it, game. Bravo. You're good to go. Good luck and have fun. God, so yeah. I think they're setting the groundwork. They're creating the ecosystem that they've already done with Fortnite. That's how I read this article. Interesting. See, I read it. So, I, yeah, obviously, I read it a little bit different. I read it. The, the, the technology is there and it's made, but you can you can put it into your game and make your own. Um, I don't know if I would say like an epic account system, but it will just be an easier way to have crossplay happen. Totally not a game dev don't know would love to get a game dev in to talk about it and what they think on this and maybe i'll reach out to some because i've got some friends in the industry obviously um to see what they think but yeah it's a 
nonetheless, it's a step in the right direction, right? If I have... I have no problem, again, we'll get to this conversation again. I've got no problem with one person owning the market of this. If, there, if it's a case of, cool, you need to use the epic thing and it has to have an epic account, cool, I've already got one because everyone's playing Fortnite anyway. So if that means that I use my epic account and it means I can play Ark Survival Evolved with Mike, cool. I'm, I'm good with that. Doesn't bother me. Um, as long as it works exactly the same way Fortnite works, which is... You mix the PlayStation and Xbox players together, or the Switch and Xbox, and then the PC, and da da da. As long as it's exactly the same way as that, I'm good with it, personally. I know what I'm getting in for. It's not like I'm opting in or opting out of certain things. It's, I bring a PlayStation person, a PC person into my ecosystem, I play with other PC players. I bring a Switch person in, I bring another Switch players. Cool. Works for me. I like the look of it, honestly. Definitely fix it. I think this is the thing that has to happen. Some third party, AE Epic, mm -hmm. has to come in and say, hey, we'll put together all the accounts and services, and then you guys just need to let us be able to cross those platforms that we need to, yeah. like they've done with Fortnite. But somebody in that third party realm has to be like, hey, we're going to make the platform for them to sign in with our Epic account, but it will use their Xbox, mm -hmm. PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch actual accounts from you guys, yeah. and then we'll be able to do that. So good first step be interesting where it goes in the future yeah. i think like you said you know i think one company in particular will probably not really want to share this and have this truly happen in the long run but i think we're continuing to get close we're smashing that hammer against the wall and eventually it will break will it be the end of next year will it be two years five years from now i don't know but it's going to happen sooner than later where eventually it's just hey, you buy the console of your choosing and we're all going to play together regardless of where you are. But that third party is going to be the first start of it all. You got to have the Epic account. I think, yeah, for me, it just comes down to it's going to be a case of PlayStation are not going to want this, especially with the new consoles coming. We can see that I, I see the Xbox One X as in like an iPhone model where the Xbox One X will be able to play Xbox Scarlet games, but anything before that will not. So Xbox will be like, well, we have a console out there for you guys that you can buy. We play nice with our other systems, cross-play with 360, with One, with blah, 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 so on, so on, so on. Um, Switch is going to be like, cool, we don't care. We're still selling Mario. <laughs> PC's already an open platform anyway, so people are just going to roll with it. PlayStation are going to be the ones in 2020 when the PS5 drops and be like, this is why you need a PlayStation. Everyone's already over here. Duh, 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 duh. I think they're going to be the narrow-minded ones. I think they're going to have the highest price point. I think they're really... We're, we're in a really interesting time. And there's going to be some really, really, really interesting conversations starting next year. So I can't wait, if I'm honest with you. Uh, Patreon producer, this month, obviously, this week again, is your boy Mike Lynch. Keeping the lights on. Keeping the show going. Mike, I see you. Your friend tagged me with a picture of you, Nick. Shout out to Nick on Twitter with Mike with a dope-ass haircut. Nick, what up? Mike, you're looking good, baby. You're looking good. Uh, next, into the news anyway. Next news story we got is uh, Epic is getting sued. Uh, Epic is getting sued over, a fort uh, over Fortnite again, and it's once more about a dance. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Alfonso Riberio? Ribeiro. Thank you. Who started yep. the show... Uh, the show as Colton is suing Epic Games. Uh, Alfonso's lawyer, law firm said the actor is 
accusing the studio of stealing his dance uh, and commonly referred to it by fans of the show as the Colton dance for the fresh print, uh, the fresh emo in Fortnite. Uh, according to TMZ, uh, Alfonso is currently in the process of filing for copyright for the dance. What do you think of this, Mike? Can I copyright? Can I copyright a dance? Is that how it works? Uh, no. So we talked about this before with the last, mm -hmm. uh, you know, let's call it, you know, I don't know what are we calling this, the suing yeah. of Fortnite over a dance. They kind of got out of it of like, hey, you can't really copyright a dance move unless it's a set choreography piece yeah. that's like x amount of minutes so uh -huh. that's how they got out of this one it's interesting you know the carlton is so synonymous yep. with this person with this tv show that the moment you see it you know it's oh, similar to the millie rock the millie rock was the one who first sued epic and they didn't really get by because the millie rock was just like one or two moves not a whole choreographed yeah. dance the Carlton might be a little bit different because he does have X amount of steps in there, but I don't think this is really going to go anywhere because they will get off on this of like, hey, you know, this isn't a dance move. You're not copy copywriting this. It's interesting, though. He seems a little bit late is how I truly feel about this. Like the Millie Rock started last year, I feel like. Carlton, here we are a year later. It's like, if you really wanted to push on this, you should have been with the Millie Rock guy. You should have been with everybody who was saying, hey, you got my music. Chance the Rapper was speaking out. Like, yeah. that was the wave that you should have been on, especially somebody like Alfonso who has such clout, yeah. such, you know, everybody knows who he is the moment he walks into a room. He should have been there with them. I'm like, hey, dude, that's your... You're too late for this one. I don't know about it. It will be interesting, though. Maybe it was a case of it, it came up on his, his radar. It's like, oh, it's in the game. Cool. And then the bigger and bigger and bigger and Fortnite got is like, wait, they're selling this? Wait, people are paying for my dance move. Because I think we're so in it. I think that's something. Sorry, I'm knocking my phone. Um, we're so in it. We're so in the ecosystem. We do a weekly podcast. We we get a ton of Xbox news and uh, other games news. We we're in it. We're in the ecosystem where these these celebrities are not. They don't understand. They're like, oh, that's a bit weird that you took my move without my permission. All right, cool. And then maybe it comes up on his radar. It's like, wait a minute, they're selling it. Or maybe he he went for the copyright. He's now being told that maybe he's gonna get. It. He's like, cool, time to sue. Maybe. You just don't know. Maybe. Definitely. You know what? Uh, Carlton Dance, though, unfortunately, similar. The Millie Rock was a little more recent. The Carlton Dance has been there since one of the first two or three months. I guarantee yep. if you look back on that, that was one of the first dances sold. So it's tough for me to be like, oh, maybe he's behind the times. Like, yeah. that was, like, one of the first couple dances in the year. People were all over that. He should have been aware of that. The Tide was flying about six months ago with people really starting to chatter of like, are you going to pay people for this? And I'm on the side where I think if you are going to steal the people's dance moves, maybe put the music in like Chance the Rapper said and pay them a little bit of money. I agree with that. I think that's the right thing to do. But after what we've seen with the Millie Rock transaction, I think that Epic is going to fly right by this and they probably have all the money in the world to continue to fight. Not saying Alfonso from Fresh Pair yeah, Prince doesn't, doesn't have that, but they could sit there all day long in yeah. litigation and just abuse this man over what is he going to make? You know, he's already got plenty of money. Do we really need that much more money? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But if he wins this, everybody's coming. That's oh. going to be, here's the floodgate. I everybody's smell, coming now. Personally, I smell a settlement. I smell a settlement. If there's any chance in God's given earth that he he could win this, 
settlement's happening. This is going to be behind closed Ooh. doors, settlement. Here's your money. Now leave us alone because they do not want to open this up to everybody they've. I'm going to say stole from. I'm going to say it because it's not original. They didn't originally make these dance moves. They are selling other people's dance moves. They, I guess they animated these dance moves into their characters. Um, it's an inter- It's so interesting. I don't know where I come down because a part of me is like, oh, it's flattering that you want to, if this was me, flattering that you want to use something that I created. But yeah, on the same breath, it'd be like, well, hold up a minute. You're making X amount of money from this. I should be seeing, I should have seen something. I'm not saying I'm with you on that case of like, maybe it's not, maybe it's not, I see something every time it's bought, but maybe it's a case of, cool, we want to use the cult and dance in Fortnite. Here it is. We are going to pay you. You've not asked us. You've not anything. Where I'm going to pay you this amount of money and whatever we sell it for is our business. Cool. And I think most people will probably be okay with it because they well, they wouldn't be expecting. Maybe now they would be a little bit doing to know how much it all makes. Oh but at yeah, the start, definitely. It would have been a case of, oh, you want to put my move in the, in, the, in some on some Go ahead. game? Yeah, yeah. cool. You got to remember, Fortnite was was dead, dead at one point. No one Very cared. Small, yeah. Cared about Fortnite, and all of a sudden, boom. So, yeah, interesting. Well, it would be, be interesting, like you said, like because if I see if a settlement takes place, there's two ways of thinking this, like. Carlton is either going to be the advocate for change, mm-hmm. which he needs to be. Like, if he's going to take any oh, money yeah. for this, he's got to be the one to be like, hey, Millie Rock, dude, hey, whoever, everybody better be here. Now, on the flip side, if he takes, you know, settlement money and then doesn't do anything and everybody else is out there like, oh, man, they didn't pay me. Like, that's kind of messed up in my mind. Like, you got to be the advocate for change right now business, if you're going to start like, asking for money. Business you got to be baby. out there, man. You got to be better. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally get it, my dude. I totally get it. It's one of those catch-22s where you're like, eh, I get it. All right, next news story. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 Final Battle trailer confirms second playable character. I'm about to butcher a name, so be prepared. Since Tetsuya... Tet... Suyo no Miyu more I'm so bad with these Japanese names. I thought you were pretty close there. I was going to tell you, you did pretty good there. Look, I can't can't read English, let alone Japanese. It's not going to (laughs) work. Hinted about the possibility uh, years ago. Fans have speculated whether Kingdom Hearts 3 will have another playable character beyond Soya. Soya, Soya, Soya. I'm thinking Soya, Soya. Sora, Sora, Sora. Sora. I played the yeah, game. Sora. Sora. You're right. Uh, now the sequel's lacking. Fucking Kingdom Hearts nerds, get over yourself. Uh, nah, the sequel's latest trailer has confirmed that this is the case. And who is this second character? During the Kingdom Hearts 3 Final Battle trailer, viewable above gameplay of Riku. I'm pretty sure that's correct. As a playable, controlled character, is shown around the one minute and six seconds mark snowball mike how excited are you for for kingdom hearts i am at a tipping point for kingdom hearts excitement because you know what skrillex is on the beat for the theme song and that beat is so hot right now people i cannot tell you every time (laughs) that trailer comes on and you hear that skrillex beat go out it's like, oh my god, I'm about to want my face off and play this game for eight hours straight. So yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I, none of these characters mean anything to me. <laughs> As somebody who's never played Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> this literally doesn't mean anything to me. I'm gonna play it because I like all the tr- all the properties that they have yep. from Toy Story, blah blah blah, yep. Donald and Goofy, whatever. I'm gonna play this game 
And the only reason why I'm interested in watching this trailer is literally because of the Skrillex song. Okay. Other than that, I don't care what's happening. Snowball Mike, you are literally epitome. You know, I used to sit on this show and be like, who the hell would ever pay for these microtransactions? Snowball Mike would. Who on earth would this marketing work with with these weird songs? Snowball Mike. That's me. Anything me. that I think, you know what, that's dumb. Nah, it's nobody Mike's biting for it. He loves it. I mean, I'm not no, calling you, you dumb. Call me. I'm saying you, you're one of the smart ones, clearly. Because I haven't got a fucking clue what's going on out here. Um, next up, and we're getting close to the end because we're running out of time. Uh, players can now buy uh, in-game gold in Red Dead Online with real money. Uh, alongside Rockstar's most recent update for Red Dead Online, they have now released microtransactions in the game in the form of gold bars. There are six different bundles for gold bars ranging from uh, $4.99 to 9 9.99 that's US dollars uh that's 999 no 9 99 dollars sorry uh so 25 gold bars is for 9.99 55 gold bars is 19.99 uh 14 uh, 150 gold bars is 49.99 245 bars is 74.99 and 350 bars is 99.99 all in dollar amounts don't know what it is UK because I've not been playing the game unfortunately how much is this you gonna buy don't lie to me. Uh, well, I haven't been playing the game like you just oh. said, so it'll be interesting. But it's always one of those whenever I do go play, I guarantee they will get 20 to $40 from me my first login because I always love buying stuff. That was the so thing with Grand okay. Theft Auto. $20, Every time I would log in, it's like, bad. oh, I'll buy a shark card for 20 bucks. I'll buy a shark card for $40 because then I get X, Y, and Z. Oh really, I've talked with my inside man, Steezy Steve, who's okay. in love with Red Dead. He says right now you can buy that gold, but it won't give you some of the extra stuff, kind of like we talked about. Like, yeah. I don't yeah, know if it's guns in particular, yeah. but it's kind of like the gun upgrades mm -hmm. or the cool gun customization. It's really just like clothes and stuff like that. So for me, it's like, okay, I'll buy my full Will Smith outfit from Wild Wild West, and I'll probably so, be good with it. So why I don't even know if I'm going to jump back into it. So why not just grind it out? Why, why not? Because I don't got time, Fix. I just don't have the <laughs> time to do that. that. Okay, we talked on. about it last week. Like, I know. Here I, know. I am. I, I still have five Smash characters. There's 70 people on the <laughs> roster. Will I ever be able to play as anybody else other than <laughs> Kirby? Please help me. I don't have the time for that. Oh. So, yeah, for this, it's like when I jump in, I guaranteed they're getting 20 bucks from me, and I'm going for I it. I tell you what. If you just send me over your account details, pay me 20 bucks. And I'll, I'll grind you out. That's a lie. 20 bucks for about, that'd probably be about 50 hours. Isn't it? This oh, game. exactly. So, you know that. Right. No way. I, I, get right. I totally get it. I'm only joking. If you have a problem with Snowbite Mike and his in-game purchases, email him. MyXboxingMePodcast.com. <laughs> I would love to hear from you. Would love to hear from you. Uh, well, you know up, what? I go think on. we're going to have a good reader message that goes along with maybe impulse purchases. Maybe. Maybe we do. Next up, Metro Exodus has gone gold early uh, and will release one week earlier than expected a uh, 4a games and publisher deep silver uh will were, were planning to release metro exodus on february 27 22nd that was sorry words are not working today but they have good news for fans of the post-apocalyptic franchise the game is now arriving a little earlier metro exodus will now release on february 15th 2019 which means it will no longer be launching the same day as bioware's anthem Instead, its competition will be Crackdown 3, Far Cry A New Dawn. <laughs> the later game was announced at the uh, Game Awards, blah, 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 blah. 
what do you make of this? So, okay, I've played Metro Exodus. I uh, know uh, a few of the community guys over there at Deep Silver. Great guys. Shout out to Josh. Amazing. Uh, been fantastic with me in my pursuit of trying to get games and stuff like that. Um, so, I've enjoyed what I've played of Metro. I love the look of it. I love the gameplay of what I've played so far. Never played a Metro before. No, not been one of my games that I've played. Uh, but people said to me, Fix, you're going to love this game. You love survival horror. You love a post-apocalypse. I'm like, Joe, what? this is the one I'm going to get in then. So this is the one I've, I've played a little bit of, enjoyed what I've seen. Interesting. Now, I have a problem. Because I have this game dropping the same day as a game that I definitely want to play, which is not Crackdown 3, sorry. <sighs> Far Cry <laughs> New Dawn. <laughs> I love how everyone, everyone was sort of, he's going to say Crackdown, he's going to say Crackdown. No, he's going to say Crackdown. No way, never. Um, Far Cry New Dawn. And of course, for work reasons, obviously doing this podcast covering Xbox, uh, I do need to play Crackdown as well. So it's, it's an interesting one where it's like, okay, cool, we're getting out of the way of um, Anthem. But we're walking in the way of two, one and a half big guns. I'll let you decide whatever half you want to decide is that. Um, where do you come down on Metro uh, Exodus? Are you excited? Do you care? Do you not care? Where oh, are you I'm so excited for Metro Exodus. I, I cannot wait. A big fan of the Metro games. A single player survival type mm -hmm. shooter game. And it's going to be one of those on the flip side though, Fix. It's not like the PUBG where I'm going to spend 400 hours. I'm literally going to play this 10 to 20 hour campaign and be done so yep. that's the positive for me i think it's a nice move getting a week early before bioware's anthem you might have been crushed underneath the weight of uh -huh. that i definitely think you can take some swings at far cry i'm not even going to put you know crackdown in this mix of course i want to play crackdown everybody knows that so, okay. but it's just not on the tier of what we're going to see here let me stop you right there then so you have these three games dropping the same day the one thing i will say crackdown has going for it in a positive and negative. The positive is, it's in Game Pass. So, you're still paying for it. I'm still always that guy, going to be that guy. You've paid for it, it's there. Cool. But, do you think psychologically, it could be a fact of, oh, well, it's there, it's not going anywhere. I'll eventually get to it. For Crackdown. If out of the three, which would you pick to play? Day one, number one. Mike gets home from work. What is the game you're going to be playing? Uh, Exodus, because oh, it will be that single player. I think it's got a bigger hype. I think, of okay. course, it's got the bigger budget. Damn. I think it's got much more uh, surrounding community or talk about it. Yeah. And then I would go to Crackdown. And like yeah. you said, it's on my Game Pass. I feel like, you know, yes, I pay for the service, but in my mind, it's like, okay, it's for free. Not there free. it is. I can just no. hit download at any moment. No. And that's what I want. No. Mike, we're not doing this. I will not let you push this propaganda on my podcast. I won't. I know. Amy told me. I will not let She's it like, happen. don't do that, Mike. I will not let it happen. Let me tell you right now. I don't give a fuck. We, this show is not going any further. It is not free. You paid for it. It's true. It's true. I mean, I do pay the monthly service. There we go. All it's right. part of the service. That's. But in my mind, you know, it's like it's a click of a button. It's okay, a click of a button fine. instead okay. of like. Clicking your credit card information. Okay, click of a button. So, I like it. That's more like exactly. it. Exactly. We're going to call it click of a button. Games with gold. Click of a button. This but it's interesting to think because Far Cry and Crackdown are more similar. Mm -hmm. Open world. It's going to have multiple missions. You're going to be doing a lot of fetch crest back and forth. Yes. Exodus is going to be more of that linear, hey, we're going from point A to point B. You're going to kill 15 plus 20 creatures uh -huh. in that little segment of cool storytelling. So it's going to be more of like, which game do you prefer? If you're going for the big open world, 
Are you a Far Cry person? Do you want to use your Xbox Game Pass ability and just get cracked down? You know, how do you feel about that day? For me, it's like, hey, I'm going to play Metro Exodus. I know that's the big title right there. It's going to be a single-player story. I'm going to get it done in 10 to 20 hours, and I'll move on from there. At least I'm part of that. I generally believe, as much as I love the look of Metro and I played it, if you hand me Far Cry and Metro together, I'm picking Far Cry all day long for me and then crack down can sit and wait for about 10 months um but it, I, I just i don't know i just um i really hope i can get these games early i hope that they, they come through the post shout out to the pr teams get them to me so i can review them both but please don't send them straight away if it's gone gold early get out to reviewers early because please i do not going to get bogged down by all this i really hope so we'll see though we shall see let's talk about the click of the button games this month <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's a good buzzword. Dragon Age 2 and uh, Never Alone and Q uh, QB uh, from December 1st to uh, December 31st. Dragon Age 2 from... Did that just... No. Dragon Age 2 from December 1st to December 15th. And Never Alone from December 16th to Jan 15th. And last but not least, uh, Mercenaries uh, Playground of Destruction from December 16th to December 31st. Mike. If people want to email in, they can head over to myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com with their questions, comments, and concerns. We got one here today. I've got to make this text bigger because my eyes are killing me. So here we go. Hello, MC Fixer and Snowbite Mike. As a follow-on to last week's podcast about Amazon and buying Xbox uh, except credits in shops, I've actually never thought that by doing so, I was giving Xbox less but I still think I'm more comfortable doing it. That way, I suspect it's still more than buying a disc version. We'll break it down after. I do have some impulse control, but in the past, I've bought games I've regretted based on hype. Far Cry 5, Assassin's Creed Origins, <gasps> how dare you, and Final Fantasy 15. Oh my god, me and you are going to fall out, Jonathan. Uh, spring to mind, and then I've not enjoyed uh, them much or at all. Those few minutes it takes to get a credit card to buy them or go get the disc version seems to me it seems to make me think a bit more without the distraction that exists at home and the exercise won't kill me 100%. I'm definitely a total total hypocrite uh, with Amazon. I use it all the time because it's so convenient. I've ordered stuff before at work and got home before and, and it got it gets home before I did. I know uh, places like Games, that's GameStop, are, pro uh, are in all probably doomed in the long term. And I don't have an actual problem with Amazon themselves. Just one company monopolizing everything from Jonathan. So you've got a lot here to break down, Jonathan. Again, thank you so much for the email. My Xbox and me podcast at, uh, at gmail.com. Stop your car right now. Send in an email. Let's talk about Mike's microtransaction problems. Um, so you... you Let's talk about the impulse bias. That's where I would start with this one. So I do have some impulse control, but the past I've bought games I've regretted based on hype. Far Cry 5. So Far Cry 5, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Final Fantasy 15. All of those games are sequels to games that are already out there. So I'm a bit confused to why or how you were super let down by those specific games. Um, and again, 
Never buy in on the hype. Ever. Never, ever, 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 ever buy in. The only game I can honestly say I've ever bought in on the hype was Watch Dogs. And I will never, ever, 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 ever do that again. Because I didn't... There is so much out there. There is content out there to be watched. There is live streams before these games are even out. There is uh, non-spoiler content that will tell you a lot of information. Make sure you go and do your research before purchasing 50 or $60 or pounds games. That is my opinion of this. I would love to know what you didn't like about all those three games, though. Far Cry 5, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Final Fantasy XV. Only because I love every single one of those games. So I'm super. I'd be super interested what you didn't like about each of them. Um, well, it's on. interesting because I'm actually similar to him. I bought all those games, uh -huh. not really because of the hype, but because like you know how big they were. Uh -huh. They were sequels. We were going to continue on. They were going to be great games. But I wouldn't say I didn't like them as opposed to I fell off with them. Like when I look back on Final Fantasy 15, I probably logged in about 10 hours and then got either bored of driving the car back and forth riding the chocobo and i think there was other game titles that captured me more assassin's creed origins kind of fell to the wayside i know a lot of people or a lot of people loved it or they moved on past it Bayek's story wasn't that impressive as cassandra's and alexios in assassin's creed odyssey and then far cry 5 we've talked about it since far cry 4 i've experienced motion uh motion sickness and i just kind of dropped those games off so actually it's funny those three titles for me i purchased and I moved past and never really returned back to. I will say I, I really like out of those three, Final Fantasy 15. I wish I put in more hours, but I think the car rides and then other games that came out really pushed that one to the wayside for me. And it's tough. We just talked about it with a click of a button. That's how fast. It literally takes two clicks of a button mm -hmm. for it to go, purchase this game, here's your credit card information, confirm, and it's over. Just like that, you already bought the game. It's downloading. There's no backsies. So it's tough. Impulse control really ranges for people. Some people are on a strict budget. Yeah. They know better yeah. than that. Some people are like, man, like, bang, 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 bang. I'm done, and now I'm buying this game. And then some people are like, hey, like, what am I supposed to do? You really brought up some great ones of live streams, different ways to look up games. Yeah. But I've noticed in this generation, we're kind of moving away from the hands-on demo. And that one, one for me is a big one of like, I can watch fix play final fantasy 15, yep. but if I don't have my hands on it, feeling the fluidity, feeling how quick the yep. game is or feeling what I don't and do dislike, it's tough for me to be like, am I supposed to purchase this game because it looks cool and yeah. fix is talking about it and I want to play it. Or am I not supposed to purchase this game? Cause truly I can't go hands on with it. I don't know if I'm going to fall off in 10 hours from yeah. it, you know? Yeah, no, I get, Joe, what you make, you make some good points. There's definitely games that I've said, don't trust live streams for as well. Where it's like, I always say don't have a negative, which is funny. Cause I'm the biggest hypocrite of this statement, which I'm about to make. Cause I would do a podcast, but a lot of people like to say, oh, that looks shit. It's like, but you've not played the game. Or that looks bad, but you've not played the game. Like, and don't get me wrong, we do it right here on the podcast. It's it's just something we do because we do it as a job. It's literally, we have to be critical and positive on things. That is our job as uh, bringing you news and stuff like that. That's why you guys listen. That's what happens. Again, it still shocks me that anybody listens. Uh, but the interesting, I, I get it. I get what you're saying with these games. Far Cry was more Far Cry. Assassin's Creed for me was the biggest change in Assassin's Creed. So I absolutely adored that game. You know that if you've listened to this podcast. And Final Fantasy 15 was the first ever Final Fantasy game I ever finished. So 
to be fair, you've picked a crop of games there that are really near and dear to my heart, funnily enough, through this generation. So maybe that's why I have a little bit more of a, oh, how dare you? But I get it. The impulse control thing, I totally get it. I am someone that is very... Uh, I'm very responsible with money. So for me, cause I don't, because I don't have much of it, and all my finances are out there for people to see, because um, I don't have much of it, I'm, I'm very, very, very responsible with money. And impulse is not a thing for me. I'll give you an example. The Resident Evil 2 Collector's Edition just went back on sale in the UK. They sold out of them and they went back on sale. It's £250 with a Leon statue, deluxe edition. Do you think I bought it? No, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I just, I generally couldn't do it. I didn't have the money to do it. Do I want it? Yes. Do I really want it? Oh my God, so much so it could be the best thing I ever own. But it's too much money. I just can't do it. Oh my God, Snowbite Mike is picking up. What have you got here, Mike? Talk to us. Talk to the audio listeners. What have you got here? Let's have a look. So I'm going to paint a picture for the audio listeners. You know, we talk about impulse control. Uh -huh. We talk about things like fixes. Talk about Resident Evil 2 Collector's Edition. Means the world to me. There is a moment in your life where you're going to say, man... I really need this 18-inch tall, giant Titanfall <laughs> mech robot statue that costs like $200. Or, man, I really think I love Elder Scrolls Online. I really need this cool demonic statue in my life. Uh -huh. And then you say to yourself a week later, gosh darn it, why didn't I just buy the game? Did I really need this giant statue in my life? Or did I need this really bad statue in my life <laughs> now there's two sides to this Go of on. course the titanfall one is really nice it yes. lights up it's giant it's massive it's definitely a set piece uh -huh. it's a talk about piece but here we are years later removed from titanfall one yeah. did i really need you no do i like you yeah but on the flip you, side but i think that's the big uh, thing is, is that's the big thing is i like you yes do i need you no no, it's, <laughs> no, I don't. Then on the flip side, sometimes you get stuck with these collector's editions like Elder Scrolls Online where you look at this and you're like, man, this statue is janky and cheap as can be. It is some soft plastic. There's no detail, no color to this at all. Mm -hmm. The guy's sword is bent. It doesn't even look good. And now I'm stuck with this dumb statue in my life that nobody's going to buy back. What was I doing? And so I really like Jonathan for like, taking the time to say, you know what, 100%. sometimes I go on walks, yeah. I clear my head, I go out there and walk about it. Mm -hmm. And no matter what in life, you're going to have those purchases yeah. that you regret. That's just part of life. That's 100%. how it goes. But I, I definitely speak about like, hey, go take that walk. And the ease of convenience of just the click of a button now has really taken over where MC Fixer's hyping up this game. And I'm like, oh man, I'm so yeah. pumped up on this game. And next thing you know, I'm clicking double X on this thing yep. and I'm buying things. And it's just stuff. That's the day and age that we live in because that's the convenience that we all wanted. Yeah, you 100%. talked about it with Amazon of like, I want this product now. It's coming to me now. Yeah. But on the flip side, there is no time to think twice about it because the moment you hit purchase, it's going through. So, okay, I want to challenge the audience. Uh, email it, my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com. I want a couple of emails here. This is what I want. So I'd love to hear if there's a game that I've sold you on specifically that you have bought and hated me for and been like, why on earth did I buy this fixer? I think you're full of shit. Number one. And number two, what is your biggest 
disappointment in impulse buying could be a statue could be a game could be a game guide could be a, a video game photo doesn't matter what it is email in my xbox and me podcast at gmail.com so that is a game that i have sold you on that you've bought you've been hyped for and then you've been like what the hell this is terrible and what is your biggest uh, impulse buy that your biggest regret impulse buy i'd love to love to love to hear about those yeah, right. definitely. I would love to hear those stories, too. That would be great. Let's get out of it, dude. Time is up. Uh, if you want to hear more of us, remember, youtube.com slash mcfixer, youtube.com slash Mike. Let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here. Mike, what you got to plug this week, my friend? What is going on, everybody? Make sure to tune in to twitch.tv slash Mike, where I'm streaming to you live five nights a week on that 7 p.m. West Coast, best coast time frame. So I know all my UK buddies are out there sleeping, just waking up in the morning. But I will tell you, each and every Sunday, we've been hosting a fun community-driven tournament where I put out cash prizes, I shout cast, and we bring the whole community together. Past two weeks, we've done Super Smash Bros. People are loving it. We've had 17 contestants. Mm -hmm. We've battled it out for about three hours in a game, and it's been a lot of fun. So if you guys are interested in maybe, you know, competing, showing everybody that you're the best, Come on down on an early Saturday morning or Sunday morning if you're out there. I guess that's Monday morning for you guys. Yeah. Sunday evening for me. Mm -hmm. Something to think about. That's what I'm plugging. Uh, yeah. You can follow me, obviously, everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash MCFixer. Find me everywhere. Uh, the big one, obviously, for us streamers is watch time. And that's the one thing I want to plug. Uh, if you're somebody that works from an office and you're allowed to put up web browsers in the background or if you're somebody that um is at home or has a mobile and you're like oh fix is live uh, what is the best way or snowball Mike, or any streamer that you know what's the best way to support them if it's not financially i totally understand that everyone can't drop donations everyone doesn't have twitch prime everyone can't afford to sub so how do you help grow a streamer it is watch time, which doesn't mean you literally have to be sitting there watching. It is getting the lurkers up. That's what I like to shout out lately is my lurker crew. It is people that are, they're about, they're not at their phones and stuff, but they're keeping up streams. And what that does is it helps us grow and gets our numbers higher, which mean, then means that we rank higher on Twitch, which means that we can bring in more people. My concurrence have been around 10 to 15 when I play certain types of games, usually shooters. Um, and that's something that I really, really, really need to grow. So whether you're watching or not, if you can have me up on the background with a tiny bit of sand, because for some reason Twitch doesn't let you have it if it's muted. So it has to be a tiny little bit of sand. I would appreciate it. Just keep it up in the background. You haven't got to be watching it. Put it on the mobile's lowest, put the charger in and just let it sit there. I would appreciate you. That is all for this week. Until next time, I will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Snowball, mate, thank you very much, sir. Goodbye. See ya.